0: My sister pointed out, she was like, why does mom have a hairy vagina? (laughs) And we came back asking her about it. Like, well, mom, we saw all these other ladies' vaginas and none of them were hairy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now she's got to break down pornography
0: for you. (laughs) Like, we we, we knew what what those magazines were. My uncle had stayed in our bedroom and left them under the couch. (laughs) But first, a word from our sponsors. It's the vibrator that has no equal,
1: and now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorpod.com/slash motorbunny, or use promo code manwhore at checkout. Now let's get to the show.
0: Welcome to the Whore Podcast.
1: What's up all you cunt crusaders and vaginal avengers, this is Billy Procida and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Ooh, this week's guest is definitely a cunt crusader, Zoe Mendelson is on the show, she's a a journalist and the author of the new book, Pussypedia, a book all about, (laughs) you guessed it, Pussy. You know, whether you call it vulva, vagina, slit, snatch, muff, twat, cunt, coochie, or Jesus' whole, this book is all about it. It's, uh, it's got a lot of things you thought you knew and didn't. And, uh, it's apparently got a lot of things you didn't even know that you didn't know. And I'm really excited to share my conversation with Zoe in a little bit. Uh, but first, Zola. Oh my fucking goodness gracious. Did y'all see Zola? If there was a reason to catch, like, the Delta variant in a movie theater, Zola's not a bad one to catch it from, you know? Like, if I if I got COVID from watching The Green Knight, I'd be pissed. Two hours of fantasy, barely any words spoken. And at the end, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Zola, a goddamn delight. Zola is a, Zola's a movie that's out right now. It's ba- It was based off of a viral Twitter thread, which I don't even know if that's been done yet. There was a stripper who had this viral Twitter thread many years ago telling a story of some shit that went down. And then this movie is that. Uh, it, it's co-written by Jeremy Harris, who did this amazing Broadway show, uh, Slave Play. This movie was insane because it's, it's a movie about just a stripper who like goes on a trip and kind of gets baited and switched. And then, you know, tomfoolery happens. But it's so fucking absurd. What goes down in this movie? And yet, if you know sex workers, 100% believable, this story. The story is both audacious and totally, totally. I Lucy Moon texted me. She's like, Zola is so relatable. <laughs> and it's like, I think your average person would see that movie and think that couldn't possibly happen. And I just, I think Ho saw that movie and was like, yep. It's like, either you've been that bitch, you know that bitch, or you've heard of that bitch. You know, it's, go see Zola or pay and watch it on a. Oh yeah. I'm i I'm recording from the fire escape everybody because Billy needed to switch up some environmentals. So now you are, you're getting the backdrop of the lovely J train passing by. But uh, if you have the opportunity, whether it's a, you know, streaming or in the theaters, check out Zola. Oh my, just so good. It's like it's tight, it's short, it moves fast, and it's you'll be you're just gonna be like, wow, did that really happen? Yes, it did really happen. And at the end of the movie, the Zola character is like, oh, just another fucking day. In the Discord server, the Champagne Room, uh, we're doing the hundred push-up challenge because Billy needs to start turning his titties into pecs again. You know, these are just starting to get a little too grabbable. I hooked up with a uh, you know a few weeks ago. I hooked up with this. Uh, a, a newer lover of mine, and they were, <laughs> they were like grabbing at my my chest and going like, oh my God, I just love your boobs. And I'm like, whoa, red, can we not call these boobs? Hard red. And they were like, oh yeah, I forgot that gender was a thing. My bad. Because <laughs> they liked they liked my boobs. I don't like my boobs. So we're doing the 100 push-up challenge, and I invited a bunch of fan whores to do it with me. So uh, you can always pop into the Discord server. Come on by the Champagne Room and uh, and join us and and post your Post your max-out push-up sets over the next several weeks with us. And, of course, you can uh, introduce yourself to the Champagne Room at manwhorepod.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Uh, it's a great place to just connect with your fellow fan whores, you know, with like-minded people. Another way to do that is joining our Fan fancy Fantasy Football League. Real quick, we still got some slots open. It's a $30 buy-in, half-point PPR. Shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. If you want to join us, and one last pluggy place you can join us is, of course, Manhor Con, August 12th to August 15th in upstate New York. A bunch of fabulous fan whores are getting together. Yes, we do still have one room open. Yes, you can still email me to claim it, but mostly I'm just excited <laughs> that it's almost here. It's been two years since the last Manhorkon. And, you know, I sent a Vibe Check email last week and I was so relieved. <laughs> So pleased to hear that um, everybody attending is very comfortable with other people's nudity score. Nude sunbathing is a check. And, <laughs> and uh, pretty much everyone is, is not so secretly hoping something kind of groupy, sexy happens at some point over the weekend. You know, every year I always say ManorCon, it's not a big orgy weekend. But look, I won't stop people from orgying it up if that's what grown consenting adults choose to do. Uh, this was really exciting. Last week, I was interviewed for a BuzzFeed news article by a friend of the pod past guest, Hallie Lieberman, as she wanted to talk about sex parties being back and talking about vaccinated sex parties. I am in this article so much talking about orgies. I'm almost, almost disgusted with myself. <laughs> uh, i i believe at one point i say something along the lines of uh that should be the commercial president biden <laughs> if you want to go to orgies get vaccinated the article talked about just group sex returning our, our dear friend beth the queen of hacienda uh she is also uh prominently in the article it was, it was nice to see uh good people in the thing with me so i'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out Group sex is pretty much back until Fauci tells me not to, you know, and, and Fauci pretty much. Look, I'm just to paraphrase the last Dr. Anthony Fauci interview I watched. Uh, he, he basically was saying you can do sex parties. You just got to know everyone else is vaccinated. Otherwise, you might want to wear a mask. That's why I am flying to the Bay Area uh, tomorrow to attend a, a good friend's <laughs> vaccinated birthday gangbang. But something I'm learning in my uh, travel itinerary, I, you know, I'm, I'm 32 goddamn years old. I've got to stop trying to save $30 by adding 13 hours to my travel. I can't. I'm no, I'm, I got I'm just I'm officially done with that. I keep realizing how much of a headache I try to cause myself to save such a minuscule amount of money. Like I, I my trip was my trip west had three flights. It was going to be 22 hours long and I was probably saving like maybe 60, 80 bucks. From the next available option. So I want to ask you, where in your life are you are you skimping for really no good reason for such a small amount of money, at the cost of your happiness and at the cost of your comfort, at the cost of your uh, sometimes at the cost of your pleasure? I end up at, I end up spending like an extra you know hundred bucks just so I could uh, shorten that travel time, <laughs> not be so miserable by the time I get to the West Coast. I'm a, I'm terrified of heights. I don't know if y'all know this about me. Fun facts, and I am I am out here on the fire escape. <laughs> I am in a very safe location on the fire escape. It would take a whole lot for me to to go over uh, the fall down. I only live on the second floor. Why am I? I'm terrified to drop down one story. Uh, but I do want to get the fuck off of here. So I'm gonna introduce Zoe Mendelson's on the show this week. Uh, she is the author of the book Pussypedia it is out now. I got a link for you in the show notes. And Zoe was such a cool fucking guest. Oh my God. I'd I'd love to interview her more, but even more than her again, I want to interview her fucking parents. They seem so cool. She was a delight. Anyways, here's my conversation with Zoe Mendelssohn. Motor Bunny is a longtime friend of the Man Horror podcast. They've been with us for many years at this point. You know, it's really because I do love this goddamn product. Holy shit! It's one of my proudest possessions. The motor bunny is so awesome that there's a there's a couple fan whores from the west coast who are coming to Manhorkon. They own a motor bunny because of yours truly, and, uh, and they actually requested, "Hey, any chance you'll bring the motor bunny to manhorkon, We will bring our attachments, but it's a it's a little bit big to bring bring on the plane with us." And of course I'm gonna indulge them. Uh gosh, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> uh so are you curious about the Motor Bunny? I think you should be. Head on over to manhorepot.com slash motorbunny for a special discount offer. And if anything, I'm actually now uh, I, I wanna get my hands on the Motor Bunny buck because like it's a whole other toy. Not only do they have their just incredible straddle style vibrator the motor bunny original but now they got the motor bunny buck which is a thruster it's a fuck machine people this is great for if you love cowgirl and wish you had a toy that was thrusting up into you while you were grinding into it as it vibrated like no dick ever has underneath you before this oh is the toy for you so if you're ready to learn more if you're ready to purchase your very own motor bunny or motor bunny buck Head on over to com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. You'll get a very special manhor podcast discount. Your buddy Billy here gets a little kickback on the back end of things. Support the podcast, treat yourself, and stay slutty. Now let's get to the show.
0: Uh-huh. And that also was partially a result of a lot of the sex education that we got, which was like fear-based, you know uh not great all almost all about how not like to not get stds and stis like that I was mean- if you had sex education <laughs> if you had it like my, my high school
1: had zero sex ed. we never had a cl- we didn't have a day we didn't do a class the most we got was i went to a boarding school and the guys dorm once a year had a dorm meeting where pam birchie came out and she explained the statutory rape laws of connecticut <laughs> that was it <laughs>
0: Oh my God. The, like, I, <laughs> I remember this lady getting brought in to my high school to give like a presentation at an assembly. And she like called people up and had them like spit in a clear plastic cup and then chew up a Tootsie Roll and then spit in it again. And um, she was like, can we ever get this brown out of, out of this? No. Like, it was the metaphor for, like, you will sully yourself permanently if you have sex. It was horrible. What's was like, crazy is
1: that that person, whoever it was, fuck, like, they at home came up with that idea. And they were like, and, this is
0: great. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: They were like, oh, fucking nailed it. Yeah. And it scared. This, this is brilliant. This yeah. is, why, why wasn't I taught this as a youth? I could have used this Tootsie Roll metaphor. Right.
0: I think that my sex ed was better than a lot of people's. Yeah. Even though it was, like, pretty shitty, you know? I think for that time it was, like... I mean, at least we learned about, like... I don't know what sex is. It wasn't abstinence only, which says a lot you know (laughs) uh
1: i I feel like this is a question like i could only ask to to a guest like you zoe mendelson co-author of the upcoming book pussypedia (laughs) Uh, where did you learn about your pussy
0: well my mom was awesome i mean she was very open to answering our questions and very honest i learned about everything really young when i was four or five I think I was five I uh, was on a bus to camp like a school bus and there was a hole in the seat in front of me and I reached inside the hole and I found a used condom and I was like oh cool a balloon and I put it in my backpack (laughs) and I brought it home
1: I thought you were gonna say you put it in your mouth to blow it up and (laughs) I was gonna go oh no no." no,
0: thank god no (laughs) I put it in my backpack and I got home and I pulled up a chair to the sink and I was filling it up with water at the sink. And my mom walks in. I was like, oh, mom, can you tie this for me? And so she freaks out. She's like, what is this? Um, <laughs> you went got a balloon. Where did you get this? She called the camp and she was yelling at the people on the phone. I was so scared. I was like, what happened? She washed my hands with like really hot water, like <laughs> scrubbed them. <laughs> Um, And I was like, what is this thing? You have to tell me, you know, like (laughs) explain why, what just happened. So she explained to me what a condom was, which entailed explaining sex um, and that people have sex, not just to have babies. There's, like, right. a whole lot to unpack with
1: the existence of a condom. Where do babies come from could be such a tighter conversation. Right. And she's like, I have so many layers to break down with, like, why is there a used condom stuffed in this this bus? Mm-hmm. We have to really work through this with you. Yeah. How much time do you got? Cancel your play date. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. you're just like, you thought you found free balloons. Like, that was... <laughs>
0: free balloon. To a kid.
1: That's like a lottery win. And
0: the reason I was filling it up with water is because there was water in it. Oh, Water. (laughs) So I was like, oh, it's a water balloon. Have you
1: ever smelled old cum? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes? Can we exchange smelling old cum by accident stories then?
0: Uh, uh. (laughs) Why did you
1: smell old cum?
0: Well, because sometimes if you put a condom in the garbage can and then you go to take the garbage out, you smell it and it's nasty.
1: So I... I picked, I, uh, past guests, so this, this show used to feature past hookups where we talked about why we didn't work out. Uh So, uh, one of those past flames, um, I forget what her fake name was, but it was the one who, folks who, who went from super slutty to mega Christian for some reason, right? She, uh, I picked her up when, the last time I had seen her, she flew out to New York to spend like a weekend with me like 10 years ago. And I pick her up from, from LaGuardia and I'm driving back to Jersey, but she gives me roadhead in the car, uh-huh. yay! When we when I finish, I finish in her mouth, and she wants to spit. She grabbed a water ball down here, spit into the water ball. Water ball get chucked in the back seat, oh, forgotten gross. about.
0: Oh 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 no!
1: This is more gross because of how infrequently I cleaned my car. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> but like I don't know, and I am not exaggerating when I say at least a full at least a year later. No, I'm like I'm in my car. I'm thirsty. I look back at the graveyard of bo- water bottles in the backseat floor, and I just, I just grab one that had some water in it, and I, <gasps> I open and just the wave of it smelled like a dead body.
0: Oh my god, so fucking gross! <laughs> you
1: ever see a cartoon where like when they try to to visualize odor? <gasps> oh. They like cartoonize like a bad smell as like wavy, like a green something and it goes into someone's nostrils. That's what it was. This scent went into my body. It did not want to leave. And I didn't even realize why at first until like I had to sit in this car driving. What the And I was like, fucking Amy. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm gross for not cleaning this car. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it was was my old cum mixed with water and plastic and aged like a Uh, gross uh, wine for a year. uh, Mm, uh, People throw away your cum when it happens.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can say I've never smelled year old cum, thank God.
1: I'm good for you, but you almost (laughs) fucking accidentally drank, or you you actually, you accidentally almost splattered other kids with who knows how old come in that back. Oh, <laughs> condom balloon you found <laughs> cool. did your mom do a good job of the explanation how old are you vaguely in this a five you're oh my gosh you're that young yeah and so you got everything from the existence of sex to the purposes of sex yeah to safer sex to like irresponsible teenage counselors fucking in a in a school bus because <laughs> they have nowhere else they can fuck <laughs> at she, five
0: she, she did not speculate about that for me
1: <laughs> um but did, did you feel like you exited that with like a good understanding it sounds like mom's pretty sex positive to do she's that to very
0: sex positive and and she was like yeah very like forthcoming about that kind of stuff like i i like she walked around naked a lot and i remember like you know, being like, why does, like, my vagina look so different from yours? Mm -hmm. And her being like, well, like, it'll grow and, you know, that, like, it changes and it'll grow hair. And I also remember asking her, like, what is that white string hanging out of your vagina? She's like, it's a tampon. Like, it's in, you know, and I remember, like, all of those moments. I also remember, like, one time, I think I was 11 or 12, I found an old Hustler magazine and my sister and I were looking at it and we were, like, it was, like, from the 80s or 90s. I don't know, but it was old. And, like, there if was no. you describe the
1: style of photography, I bet I could tell there was you the no, decade.
0: Well, here's what you could tell by. There was no pubic hair. So, it was mm. post, like, Bush. Post-70s. You know, yeah. Um, and my sister pointed out. She was like, why does mom have a hairy vagina? <laughs> <laughs> And we came back asking her about it. Like, well, mom, we saw all these other ladies' vaginas, and none of them were hairy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and now she's got to break down pornography for you.
0: <laughs> no, we knew what porn was. Like, we we, we knew what, what those magazines were. My uncle had stayed in our bedroom and left them under the couch. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh, you were exposed to it. Like, <laughs> those
0: know- magazines became like a family heirloom. And he gave them to my older brother, who gave them to my younger brother, who gave them to my youngest brother. And he brought them to camp and got them taken away. Oh, my God. Just passed
1: down from man to man. Yeah. be 20 you know Ew. 2052 and they'll be the same <laughs> they don't even know what a magazine is but they have them <laughs>
0: it's not it's not even it's like not. why like my dad wasn't When well, they called him to be like oh your son brought like these porn magazines to camp he wasn't gonna be like oh could we have those back <laughs> those are a family <laughs> they're li- very
1: important <laughs> to us <laughs> that's wild that is wild but it's cool that like mom was so chill about things
0: both my parents are like and i mean we have a very they had an open marriage like in the 90s like they way before it was cool yeah like my mom's been bisexual since like the 80s like they're just like super progressive in that way and yeah all the
1: ingredients for the co-author of a book called pussypedia were there. (laughs) Is what it sounds like to me
0: Yeah, and if I'm being honest, like, I also asked a lot of questions because I was like very... Very, very curious about these things. Always.
1: Well, you have very inquisitive eyebrows. They do a lot of work, and they look like they're always up to something. Did that? Wow,
0: <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Your eyebrows just always look like they're on the hunt for more knowledge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do well, a lot.
1: <laughs> did uh, did dad also walk around naked? In no, house? dad
0: did not walk around naked. But I do remember a few times being like, "Dad, can I watch you pee?" Like, I just, like, wanted to know how pee came out of a penis.
1: I want to know how pee came out of a vagina. Yeah, so you
0: get it. Like, I was just very curious. The first line Because our the pee book- goes out. Right. Like, typically,
1: it's going outward. Right. Y'all my understanding, unless you really do do some work and aiming.
0: Have you still not seen? So-
1: <laughs> I, most of the women <laughs> I see pee are, like, sitting or, like, squatting. So it's well, typically yeah. a downward situation. You have to situation. sit squat,
0: because it's going to go downward no matter yeah. what.
1: I've never seen, like, a woman urinate just standing plain still, I should say.
0: Well, because it would, like go all over the legs yeah. and every splatter
1: yeah but like just the idea that it, it seemed more down and then ours were going out but like i, I did but yeah. because you it's not the hole that we think it is for fucking forever right. uh it's embarrassing how many adults find don't that out though, yeah yeah oh totally <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but I, and i also remember this one time where like my grandma i think gave me a sweater for like hanukkah i don't know but i was embarrassed to take To change in front of her. And both of my parents were like, wait, what? What? Like, why? What happened? You know, like, why did I have this like shame about my body? Like, where had I gotten the idea that I couldn't change in front of my grandma? Like, and I remember them being like, oh, no, like, where did, who taught her this, you know?
1: Your parents sound so fucking cool.
0: Yeah. Like, I want to hang out
1: with, I want to party with your parents. You really
0: want to party with my parents. It sounds
1: like it. How'd you find out about, I mean, even back then, you know, was it more of a swing situation or open relationship?
0: No, it was an open relationship.
1: How'd you find out about that? And when were they? Well, open because
0: about it? my dad was married to my mom and dating my best friend's mom, and like my mom, and like, you just knew this, yeah. And I, I mean, it seemed normal to me as a kid because mm. whatever is your thing is normal when you're a kid, right? But then I got older, and I was kind of like, wait, like you guys were married, like, and what? I don't. How did the timeline work out on this? Like, you know, they they told me, um. But yeah, or like my mom like went to um, Europe for like a few weeks with like the 20 something year old guy that was painting our house that was like ridiculously hot. <laughs> the painter? Yeah, the house painter. It's like if y'all had a pool,
1: it would have been the pool boy, but this here, it's the painter. <laughs> yeah. And, and and this is just all out in the open. There's no hiding. That, they didn't try to hide that stuff yeah. from you, but they maybe didn't sit you down and explain it. Right. Yeah. At the
0: time, because I was a little kid.
1: So then when like how did when did you realize and maybe it would have been for different things, which is like it's interesting that you had to discover that you were being brought up in what we would I think I would I would call cool, but uh brought up differently than the other kids. Like, I,
0: I know, actually that took a really long time and I feel like it's still happening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like your most recent revelation of like, <laughs> oh, is that not what everyone did? <laughs>
0: um, it was about something else, but I like we did not have money. We, we were always very stressed about money, but we had a lot of art and like we moved a lot. And I remember like wrapping up the art and taking it out and hanging it up was like this very important thing. And like one of the first things they would do is like start deciding where to hang the art. And uh, my mom like also made art and bought art and like I was in, I don't know whose house, some rich people, and they had, like, no art. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's not its not that common for people to be very serious about filling their home with things they think are beautiful, like, yeah. you know. The, like,
1: you know, penises with glitter jeans, yeah. right? It's like. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it's not about just about beauty. It's, like, makes you smile. It's funny. It's, like, joyful, you know, or yeah, I don't know. I realized that that was something really cool about my family, that we, that we didn't have a lot of money, but that they put such value on having art.
1: To just, like, have a joyful home inv- environment. Like, they could look at any wall and probably smile at what's hanging on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is important, especially if you, you know, if you, I, mean, I would imagine if you can't afford certain things that you you know might attribute to happiness. It's like, yeah. if I can come home and always smile at fucking Susan Sarandon covered in porn star signatures, right? then amazing. like I can, I if I got if I have to be in a very tiny place, like I, it's going to be me, and I'll have my toiletry bags, and I'll have Susan, and that's what I need in this world. Yeah, exactly. Right?
0: That's an amazing photo of her. I love it. Right? Yes. Oh,
1: just, that's, that's my girl. I'm still holding out hope. I still think there's a chance. She's
0: amazing.
1: Um. Did, so did you find, did you at all rebel against the the very open liberal nature of your parents or did you always yes ca-
0: i became a republican
1: Stops. really i don't know no. <laughs> people do that
0: people do that i also remember like um i was probably four and i was laying on my back in the living room with my legs open like kind of rubbing my crotch and my mom being like zoe that's something you're allowed to do but um, you do it in your room alone with the door closed. Mm. Like, that's so cool. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way it should be done. Not That's a thing you do in private, okay, sweetie? Like, that's it. I was yeah. like now I think about that, I'm like, that's that was so cool of her.
1: Your your parents sound like the absolute coolest, especially when it comes to the whole, you know, sexuality stuff. So yeah. it's like, I guess I, I have to wonder, like, did you where how did you discover shame? like who taught you shame because it wasn't them it sounds like
0: well that what i say in the book is that like the patriarchy has a kind of final destination quality to it yeah like you can't escape it
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) it surrounds you Yeah.
0: yeah and my mom like was super body positive and would say like magazine bodies are bullshit um but i had so much shame about my little chubby kid body you know so much like like still, like it's so hard, you know, it's not your parents can't save you from that.
1: Yeah, but they can certainly do harm
0: reduction. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: For sure. You know, it's like until society changes, if we can just, uh, you I mean, know,
0: it would have been much worse if she had been like, honey, go on a diet. Right. Yeah.
1: Because then like, and then you see the stuff outside of home and then you go like, oh, well, mom, mom must be right. Everyone else thinks this. And at least if they, they teach you uh, a better way, there's a there's a small chance that there are going to be issues where you go. I think they're all wrong, mm-hmm. because you know, mom, dad taught me this growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if it works for insurrectionists, I feel like it's got to work for sex positivity <laughs> at some point, right? <laughs> <I hope laughs> it's so. like, it's like, you know, um, so so y'all have this book out, Pussypedia. Um, uh, forgive me, her name's Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah uh your co-author uh Maria said she did the illustration sounds uh-huh, like, and you did yeah. a lot of the writing part of it.
0: I wrote it and she illustrated it.
1: oh, that's fantastic and so like what what how did how, what was the origin story of that? Was there not um, enough pussy books out on the shelves for you? no, <laughs> nothing comprehensive enough <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: um well, I one night I was googling whether or not all women can squirt um because I was arguing about it with my ex-boyfriend cuz he was always trying to make me squirt and I was like I don't I just don't like my body just doesn't do that. And he was like everyone's can and I was so pissed. Anyway, so I started googling it and I was just like I'm a journalist, so I think about when I'm reading something like is this good information or not? Mm-hmm. Like how can I verify this? How can I fact check this? And uh, everything I was reading was just garbage. So I started reading um, like medical journal articles and I was like really struggling to understand it, obviously, because I don't have a science background. So I had to like look up all the words and then I started learning things that I was like, what? Like everyone I know needs to know this. Like <laughs> what the hell? Um, so I thought, okay, this is fucked up that it's this hard to access this information everyone should know this stuff like and um i stayed up all night reading and just getting really like indignant and i called maria in the morning like maria i've been up all night reading about vaginas and i think we should <laughs> do this thing together <laughs> what was her reaction
1: yes yeah <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> she's like i have a whole sketchbook of vulvas i i'm i'm been prepared for this my entire
0: <laughs> well i mean i called her because all of her work um was about like the female body and um destigmatizing it yeah. so it was yeah
1: that's awesome and, and what and what what would you find out about squirting by the way
0: <laughs> oh well y- you can't answer that question because it, it's impossible to prove the negative cases like it's very hard to prove that someone can't squirt right so it's not really an answerable question
1: that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, and on the P question, I still stand with my opinion, which is like, okay, and if so, wh- who cares? That's
0: my- that's a great opinion, <laughs> but stance. it's not P.
1: It's not, uh, yeah. It's like your mm. uranic acid, and it's a point. It's a, if correct me because you wrote the book. but I believe it's like such a small percentage is like this acid that like is also in pee.
0: Exactly. So
1: it's not pee, but it shares qualities. But again, Here's I don't care. Metaphor. I'm still gonna open so my I mouth. So I do <laughs> in
0: the book. I give like the like breakdown of the components of, of it. Um, the metaphor I use is if squirt juice is pee, then tomato juice is marinara sauce squirt is not pee it's marinara sauce that's what i'm trying to tell everyone.
1: Mm. <laughs> well then fantastic
0: hashtag back checked but also so I,
1: I assume you're no longer with that with that boyfriend no yeah i feel like when someone's just like i need i need to make yeah, your exactly. body do the thing to validate
0: so, me yeah yeah
1: <laughs> like when do i try to make a woman squirt when i can feel that like oh this feels like they might there might be a squirting capacity in here but like right. i'm not gonna I don't know, I'm just gonna be like, no, your fucking body does this or else
0: what? And it was like all of our sex was like trying to get something to happen at the expense of like me having a good time. You know, it wasn't about me being like, this feels good, therefore I'm happy, therefore this sex was successful. Mm-hmm. It was like once you squirt, like then the sex will have been successful.
1: Because I made you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which is, you know, a cousin of the, like, I need to make you come versus, right. yeah. Right, yeah, totally. The, the very related issues, same, same person usually doing them. Yeah. Uh, what was yeah, the downfall yeah. of that relationship?
0: <laughs> we, who was the downfall, meaning who? Oh, I
1: said, uh, what was the downfall of that relationship?
0: Oh, so many things. Oh,
1: gosh, I got time if you care to share.
0: <laughs> well, it was like, first of all, more open than I wanted it to be. Like, I did want an open relationship, but I wanted to, like, know, like, when are you with other people? Let me know. Like, I don't want to be texting you and you're just randomly not answering. And, you know, it's just like we would talk so constantly and then it would just, like, be dark. And he essentially what I think the conclusion I came to at the end is that he didn't care about the sex that what he wanted was like to do whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. um and so he would lie to me a lot about it um and try to like sneak it and it was like that was the thrill for him
1: the sneaking around is the thrill. it's like then get in a monogamous relationship because like that's uh then that's the sneaking that's what you do i guess it's
0: (laughs) or just go to therapy because that's abuse
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Therapy is a much better option, but, you know, not everyone seems to be getting on that bandwagon just yet. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, the hi- the idea of, like, wanting to do whatever <clears throat> you want in a non-monogamous relationship versus, like, I know, I just like to know I have the freedom to pursue things that might make me happy so long as they fall within the boundaries of, like, a you know an agreement or whatever. But it's not even just, it's not like I want, it's just like there's a sense of freedom to yeah. it. Um, and sometimes even though I'll see something I want and I'm free to do it, I don't do it because it would have these outcomes with this person who like I give a shit about. Right. Do do you think that the, the person was just not going to ever be a fair? Do you feel like the, the, was the relationship, not the non-monogamy, not set up properly like the parameters?
0: I think we set it up a lot of times. Yeah. He didn't want parameters.
1: See that. And that's the thing. It's not, so many people think it's a free for all. Whether, whether it's, like, they're trying to do what they did to you or someone like me dating someone – like, so I'm seeing someone right now who – this would be new for her, but something she's kind of always wanted and she wasn't able to in the last relationship, whatever. And one of the first things I wanted to really let her know is like, hey, this is not a – it doesn't have to be a free-for-all. It can uh-huh. be. But, like, there are rules. And yeah. we would make those together.
0: Exactly. That's, that's like, what I wanted was just to be, like, we are deciding this as a team, like, because mm-hmm. we're a team. Right? Like that's what a partner should be to me is like your teammate. Like you're not opponents. Like Yeah. 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 When it's when it's good, like I like that. I like thinking about my partners going out and having a nice time with someone else. I don't care what the fuck they do. Like, I want my partner to have fun experiences. You know, and I don't feel jealousy. I really don't. So Mm -hmm. I've literally never felt I feel jealousy when um, another girl is funnier than me like when a girl is really funny actually those are the times I feel jealousy but I do, <laughs> I do not feel it about sex in relationships you know and like yeah so it was dumb
1: <laughs> had, did you, had you had non-monogamous relationships before that and have you since had a successful non-monogamous relationship
0: in your Um, eyes? before that I had been just like um <laughs> no I had not had a a non-monogamous relationship I would just like refuse to be in relationships with people that I was de facto in relationships with and then like still try to see other people and it was just shitty
1: like the type of thing where like you're you're basically dating but no one wants to say this is officially us dating
0: I would be like we're not dating you're not my boyfriend (laughs) and then like well what are you doing like you know tomorrow
1: <laughs> like you know it's like we text every day i see you multiple times a week we yeah. we might even be fluid bonded and you've right. met a parent and but, but we're not dating
0: right Exactly. We're just doing
1: exactly what dating sounds like to everybody in the world.
0: Exactly. exactly. What was that about?
1: Like, why was, why was that? Because I
0: didn't want to be monogamous.
1: And did you just think that I had and to? And I
0: was just young and horny and excited <laughs> and had a lot of energy and wanted to, you know, see what was out there and like, fuck the world, you know, like.
1: But having the parents that you had, didn't you know that like, nom- I see the, th- the reason so many people I feel like associate the two together is because they don't know it's an option. But I feel like you well, were raised knowing it it's an option. it was an option, yeah. but
0: I didn't, I didn't meet men who were open to that fair. Um, so then after that, I, um, met my husband pretty soon after that. And we're in a pretty monogamous relationship, but I actually don't mind. And like our thing is like, if a situation arises and I feel comfortable with it, it'll be okay. And there have been things he's felt comfortable with that have been awesome. And he knows it's like that, like flirting is, like my favorite activity you know
1: oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all should see how her face lit up she's like,
0: my fucking favorite yeah <laughs> and he knows that it's actually like important to me and he's not insecure about like you know he he's not like jealous or insecure about it he's just not really interested in having an open relationship which i respect and actually like this has been enough for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I started, when I got into this monogamous relationship with him, I was like head over heels in love. And I would have just done anything he asked, you know? And then like time went by and I was like, okay, I'm having some, I'm like kind of freaked out, you know, like I don't know if I can do indefinite monogamy. Like that's going to be really hard for me. And
1: how long into the relationship did that come in?
0: Um, Oh, God. I Okay, so there was this guy that I would have sex with occasionally for, like, four years. And I just, like, care about him. And and we have really good chemistry. And I had been avoiding him since I had married my husband because I was, like... I had like cheated in the past and I was like, I'm not going to cheat on this guy because he's perfect. He's an angel. And I, so I'd been avoiding seeing this guy. And then I got assigned to write an article about him. Stop it. And he was like, (laughs) Oh great. Like, can't wait to see you. It's been forever, you know? And, and I was like, (laughs) Yeah. and then like the day got there and I showed up and like I was so happy on my way there because I was super bloated on my period, having horrible cramps. And I was like, great, like I won't be horny. And as soon as I saw him, I was like so horny and like wanted to fuck him so badly. And I was like, Jesus, like at some point during the interview, I just like was like, excuse me. And I like got up and just walked around, like just tried to like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I sat on that. He
1: just sat there being like. Yeah, I got that in Paraguay. What are you doing? Come back. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, he was laughing because we both knew like how thick the tension was, was like ridiculous, Mm -hmm. you know. And I told him like, yeah, no, we don't, we're not open or whatever. But so I, I sat with that experience for a few days, feeling awful, feeling really freaked out, not wanting to tell my husband, feeling guilty, whatever. And then I finally just told him everything. And he was like, that's Okay. You know, like so understanding about it, like more concerned that I was so upset about it than about what had happened. Was like well, nothing what? happened,
1: even though it's right,
0: like, yeah. nothing and happened. And he was like, "Well, what do you?" I felt guilty though. I felt like something had happened. <laughs> you felt
1: guilty that you even yeah. wanted
0: it, yeah. Um, and and he was like, "Well, what are you? What do you need?" You know, and I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "Okay, well, when you know, let's talk about it." And I was like immediately so relieved, like just the fact that he was willing to like. Respect what was important to me, or whatever I needed, made me feel like less, like claustrophobic, so much less. You know, that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's the way relationships should be. Even yeah. if, even if he said like, look, you can't fuck this guy, but like, I'm not, you know, intimidated by that you were horny for him or whatever. At least like you know you can go to him, or if you had said like, oh, I kind of would. It'd be nice if I could have that freedom to maybe, right? even if he says no you can to be, you should be able to bring these things up cuz some people are afraid to even ask.
0: Well, I think that that there's two ways that you can get yourself into that situation. One of them is by being with someone you shouldn't be with, and the other one is just by never having talked about any of it. Yeah. Right? Like it maybe he's a good guy and he wouldn't react badly, but maybe they've just never broached the subject
1: so the feeling of trapped that got removed because you know there's a you can always go to him at the very least
0: yeah yeah
1: and yeah. maybe there's gonna and there's gonna maybe be some allowances. it didn't feel as like permanent it probably felt less like a prison sense.
0: yeah <laughs> totally that's awesome you know he's like i can't like do it over audio because it's a face like he's like <laughs> Do whatever you want. Like I want you to be happy.
1: Well, that the the face you're doing does he doesn't seem so enthusiastic about it, but willing.
0: Right, like it's he's like not enthusiastic. Like he's not like yeah, I would love if you go fuck someone else. But he's like it's what's important to him is that I'm like happy and have what I need. You Uh know, and like I don't want to do anything that's gonna hurt his feelings. But like I don't know, like making out with girls at parties and flirting is. Is like almost enough to satiate me. I'm only horny enough to really care like five days a month. (laughs) 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 So like pretty much like once I'm like if I get into like a state I'm like well we'll just wait a few days and then inevitably I'm like okay. Well, aside from the
1: making out and flirting with girls at parties, because I think that I. I don't want to speak generally because I don't I I hate it, but I do feel like culturally it's a lower level of intimidation. factor. It's totally
0: like fucked up because it's a double standard and it's like invalidating that, like, if I hook up with a girl, it's not like cheating or whatever, because it's it's because I'm
1: I'm the dick in this thing. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But (laughs) I I don't care because it's like feels fine for both of us and it makes me fucking happy so
1: totally so but but, but those aside but have yeah. you gone to him since that happened and said hey there's like a man or there's an experience or something and you had to talk well it about. we
0: had an experience that i won't get into that okay. just kind of happened so two um and they're beautiful and it was like you know like jerk off material for like months after and like <laughs> You know, just beautiful memories, and and like he was like, there, and he's like, okay, yeah, cool, like cool, fine, this is fine, you know.
1: What was your introduction to group sex?
0: That was the one time. Oh, I that mean, was the not, one time. Not like some group sex person. Well, I don't but know how many the, is that's a group. A vibe is I've, three a group?
1: <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's such a hotly debated topic. <laughs> okay.
0: The amount of times
1: I've been interviewed and someone asked me, like, what is that? We give us a definition. I personally say it's five. Unless it's,
0: five.
1: I think group sex counts at like four or five, depending on the makeup. I think four is a foursome, three is a threesome, and five is either like a, a train gangbang or or an orgy. That's that's my feeling on it. But it's just funny you said that's your only group sex experience. I you you give off group sex vibes. That is being okay with monogamy. It, it sounds like <laughs> as soon as he's game, you're like thank fucking god like i <laughs> want a snapshot of the day he says i think i'm ready to start talking about like expanding the bounds of our relationship i want to see a picture of your face in the moment yeah. light up because i said i would feel like you would react i might be I, wrong i
0: might i don't think so because i don't really want to date anyone else
1: i didn't say date anyone else it yeah, sounded like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like yeah but the party like it sounds like you would love to take him to like a sex party and fuck i've never him in front been of
0: people. to a sex party really yeah
1: your vibe is very. you have a very, I mean, I'm very Bushwick-y with aura. Sex.
0: I yeah, I'm very comfortable talking about it. Like I politically think it's important to be open you know, there's reasons I talk about it so openly, like politically and just because of comfort or whatever. But I'm not like super experienced super haven't been super adventurous I was definitely a giant slut like I had a lot of sex but I had a lot of like pretty conventional sex like <laughs> yeah. you know there's still so much more for me to explore and and uh, like I'm excited for it but yeah I'm pretty like weird about things still I mean I just bought my first vibrator I was stop like, it no this year like a stop. few months ago yeah
1: don't lie don't sit here across from me and lie
0: no me. it's true like how with your parents, I know. Actually, so my mom. I'm surprised
1: mom didn't give it to you as an 18th birthday. No, literally. Present. <laughs>
0: so, am I, um, When I was 18, the summer before I went to college, she took me to a sex shop to buy me my first vibrator to bring to college, and the person attending the shop thought we were partners. And I was, like, so embarrassed and horrified that I, like, ran out of the sex shop and just, like, did wanted to, like, abandon the activity. Like, I was just like, I'll buy myself one. I'll do it. You know? But, um, yeah. And then I, like, was writing this chapter about sex toys and, like, writing about how I didn't really use them and where, like, I have, like, a hang-up about them. And I asked someone I had slept with about it and she was like, Yeah, when I pulled my vibrator out, like your reaction was so like you were so embarrassed by it, it alienated me. Like it made me feel
1: weird. Yeah. Like What what do you think that hang up's about?
0: Yeah, I don't fucking know. I mean, <laughs> I like found a giant vibrating dildo, um, When I was a kid and like... Well, I think
1: we found it. Yeah, I knew it. You're like, I don't know. I'm like...
0: "Mm, (laughs) Well, it was at like my friend's house. It wasn't my mom's or anything. And But like my mom was like laughing and she told us what it was. And like I knew what they were. And I would actually like search for them in other people's houses. Yeah, because I wanted to like stare at them. Like I I didn't touch them because I knew what they were, but I did want to like see them and was kind of obsessed with them. So I don't know why that didn't translate into like not into like liking or being more interested in sex toys and um i masturbate plenty but i just do it with my hands and i don't have a problem but it's does not take long and it's fine and so i i kind of just like never needed it or like didn't seem like it was like missing from my life and then like i kind of got curious about it like well, maybe I'm missing out. Like, maybe it's awesome, you know? So I... Also, the technology
1: has developed so much since your mom wanted to get you one. (laughs) You know, the womanizer didn't... The air thing technology, that wasn't there back then, you know? And the Hitachi hadn't made its way to the States at that point. No,
0: (laughs) But yeah, I like put a condom on the back of my husband's hair clippers to like see what the vibration would feel like the blade was off there was no blade on
1: it. okay okay
0: <laughs> the back
1: yeah no no i got the and idea. i didn't the like s-
0: did not stick it in my vagina i just wanted to oh, see- you use that as a vibe yeah 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 and <laughs> it was like kind of underwhelming honestly uh-huh. i was like Meh, like whatever and then i like went out and bought this like double vibe clit sucker thing like really expensive, highly reviewed, like good reviewed toy. And like, don't get it. Like just not at all. It does not do it. It's been sitting in my drawer since like the, I tried it like three times, like gave it the old college. try. I was like, no. like Is it
1: the suctiony thing?
0: The suctiony thing I c- could not figure out. Like I just was like, this does not work. Like I have no idea what this is supposed to do. Like it doesn't work. It didn't like suck on it. I don't know. Maybe it was defective. And then the vibrate, Like, ah, ah,
1: You're like, yeah. I don't, I don't think everyone needs to have sex toys. I was just so yeah. shocked that you specifically... I know. A lot ha- of right, people you know think I mean?
0: that I must be like...
1: We think we... All of us, and I'm going to speak on behalf of everyone who perceives you in the world. Um, <laughs> we you. all think you you sell sex toys out of the trunk of your car. Like we... <laughs> you know, we think you sleep on a bed that doubles as a sex toy chest. You know, it's...
0: <laughs> Not even...
1: That's what I and I I don't think her or a friend will hear this, so hopefully I will get away with sharing this. But like, uh, the woman I've been seeing a couple of months also does not own sex or did not own sex toys. Uh-huh. <clears throat> she said I had one in college. I said, "Oh, what'd you have?" She said, "It was blue." <laughs> 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 and then I like I I I don't want to be one to like I don't want to be a man trying to explain sex toys to to a woman. Yeah, but. I was like, I feel like this is the one place where maybe I can, um, I will try not to overexplain, but also can help. Uh, so I took her to Babeland as nice. a date. Uh on like Friday
0: that's so romantic yeah what'd I was you like, get
1: so I took her around one I said I, I want you to be prepared to, I want you to have $200 prepared you don't have to spend the whole thing but we'd like you to have access to $200 she's like uh-huh. my savings account is dope you're good uh, uh-huh. I was like alright fine so I took her around to Bayland. I showed her all the different types of toys I was like oh here's you. Vibrator, dildo ones. Here's your standard uh-huh. dildo things. Stay away from the toxic stuff. Yeah. Here are wands. Nice. Here are the clit suckers. Yeah. You know, the womanizer and the knockoffs. Blah, blah, blah. And we kind of go around. Uh, she splurged on herself. Let me tell you, right. she got the womanizer. She didn't she get the knockoff. She splurged
0: all over herself. <laughs> uh,
1: we're working on that. Yeah. Uh, she, she got a womanizer, which is like 200 right there. Oh, no, uh-huh. no, she got the, whatever it was, the normal version of it. She got a womanizer. She mm-hmm. has a suction toy. She got one of those ones. It's the dildo. It's like a, it's a dildo. It's a vibrating dildo with the little clit thing yeah, that yeah. clamps down, like right? The
0: rabbit thingy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but she got a nice cleaner looking one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she got a wand. She actually didn't go with the Hatachi. She went with a, like a lesser, less extreme version. I heard,
0: I don't, this is not fact checked, but I heard the Hitachi technology is like no longer the original technology and that's not good anymore
1: um the limitation i have is that the wireless is less powerful than the original but Mm -hmm. the one that plugs in the wall i mean i've used it on my dick before it's fuck it's i broke my dick with a hitachi once
0: how did you how uh
1: i i many years ago i was laying there with Paige. y'all remember her uh I was laying in bed, uh, with my girlfriend. She would use her Hitachi. And then I was like, I would like to use it because you can use it on like the frenulum, right? Uh-huh. And then so you could do like a strokeless orgasm, which is vibration. So I go with that. And, um, I, I thought I could take it. I think this proves that penises are weak and vulvas are strong. <laughs> Fucking, I put it under there. I ended up going to the max setting until like, and then at some point it started to kind of like burn, but I thought like, no, that's just (gasps) like, I'm a little whatever. It's fine. It's, you know, um, and then like I came and it kind of hurt when it came. Oh my God. (laughs) It was not chlamydia. Uh, I, it, it fucking broke the skin. (gasps) I wasn't like actively bleeding, but like the skin was teared. The tissue was teared a bit. And I was out of commission for about a week. um because tachi's fucking powerful uh she went my days she went with a lesser version called low wand and it's like Uh a same thing but it's just it doesn't sound as intense and i was like "Eh, that's a good starter never had one of these before it's like if you've never drank alcohol uh we don't need to give you the you know the bacardi 360 or whatever you know let's give you a a cute beer or something right uh but yeah so no it took i which by the way i think a sex toy shop is a great date if you it know is. at all what you're talking about, if you both know what you're talking about, yeah. go to a sex toy shop and like agree to buy one thing. It's fucking it's a, fu- yeah. it's a fun date. It's awesome. And then, and then I had to convince her to keep carrying around the Beybland bag. She didn't want to be on the subway with the Beybland bag. <laughs> Everyone's going to know I'm having se- You're in New York City. <laughs> you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so with Pussypedia, it sounds like one of the things you learned uh, from doing the book was like, oh, sex toys, they're out there. Maybe I should like try one at some point
0: uh no i that was like a separate process the sex toys like i wanted to have a chapter in the book because it's important for people to know about that stuff um especially like how to clean it and what kinds of lubes you can use with what materials and what kind of condoms with what kind of lubes with what kind of sex toys with you know like all that so i wanted to write about sex toys but i didn't want to like be dishonest and not mention that You know, it's like when I wrote the part about sustainable period products, I I said, like, I'm a horrible period person. Like, I use giant pads. Like, it's, like, the most polluting thing I could possibly Uh. use. But, like, I love them, you know? So I, again, like, similarly didn't want to be like, yeah, like, everyone should get sex toys. You know, I didn't want to be, like, dishonest. And I also thought it was a good chance to write about having a hang-up that you can't shake. Like, I also wrote about the hair clippers in the book, and I wrote, like, look, like, (laughs) even the girl who's willing to tell the world that she tried masturbating with hair clippers (laughs) can't get over this weird hang-up that I can logically explain to myself is stupid, you know? And I I think that, like, a lot of people with their hangups, like, it, it becomes, like, a self like
1: self-fulfilling prophecy
0: yeah because you're like upset that you can't get over it and then you're stressed and you're uncomfortable and you're and it just like winds you you know whatever so
1: i think it proves that no matter how sex positive or feminist or whatever you are it's like you there's certain things that like you just can't they're just there they're gonna take extra work yeah and that doesn't make you not the thing right it's okay you're not out there railing against sex stories you know you have your hang up and that's and that's it and it's okay exactly you know there's no perfect slut in the world i
0: don't know like why they still embarrass me like i i don't know maybe it's like when i was sneaking around people's houses as a kid and like knew i was doing something really bad yeah like that was bad that was like (laughs) not cool
1: (laughs) well yeah to go go challenging around i want i just i wonder what if. did you ever did you find anything kind of outlandish in a friend's parents drawer or just kind of standard stuff
0: standard stuff i remember finding some anal beads and being like what
1: i'd explain those to my date on friday like,
0: what <laughs> do these do
1: before and before we uh before it goes so i did get a fun image in my head well when you were talking about finding them and just want to look at them It's almost – but you and you had known they existed from, like, porn or whatever. I almost had the – I flashed to, like, the feeling you get when you see a celebrity in real life because they've only been on, like, a screen or on a piece of paper. And now it's a real person. And you're not trying to go touch them. I mean, some people do. They shouldn't do that. But, like, you you don't go to touch – you're just like, that's Chris Rock.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, there's Chris Rock over there. So it's almost like
1: you're like, that's a vibrator. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, Cheryl. (laughs) Yeah, that's a vibrator.
0: Exactly. We saw those in the video. Yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> it's like it's like I don't need to touch it. I feel like I've gotten everything I needed from this uh, from this exchange just by looking I at didn't it. I don't want in to life. touch it either. Right. Well, you don't know if they washed. <laughs> uh, so so something my okay. I think the butt plug's gone, but it's just like sometimes someone comes over and I have like a random butt plug or something now, and I'm mm-hmm. it's washed. It's okay. I didn't. <laughs> I have to, like, reassure guests sometimes.
0: You're like, it's filthy. <laughs> don't touch that.
1: <laughs> In this line of work, you know, your sex toys are both, like, your personal products and decoration. Right, So, right. <laughs> okay. so Zoe, uh, wow. Thanks for uh, making the time. Thanks for chatting with Thanks for sharing so much about your mom. Um, I <laughs> fucking hope I cross paths with them one day. They say I'm like, the coolest. But uh, the book, Pussypedia, I think, is actually out now when this is going to be released so people should go click the link in the show notes to get it and where else can they find you and your work
0: at man i need to change my instagram handle <laughs> 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 at young zo uh, y-o-u-n-g-z-o-k-e-z-i-a-h
1: well, folks, go follow her there to to stay up to date on things. Grab Pussypedia if you need to learn more. Uh, But this isn't just like, it's not just like information on vulvas and vaginas and whatnot. It's like, it's also myth busting too. So like, even if you think you know the diagram, there's probably things you still don't know. No, don't know
0: know because I just spent four years (laughs) learning about pussies and, and researching pussies and I did so much more research for this book and I learned so much.
1: You wrote... A PhD dissertation on vaginas.
0: Basically. <laughs> and it's also a lot about how gender narratives have informed the way we do science. Um, so it's, it's that too. And it's about, you know, evaluating information and like why the information about pussies is in the state that it's in, which is dismal.
1: I don't care if anyone else does it or not. I will forever now refer to you as Dr. Zoe Mendelssohn <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again. Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody.
0: Bye. Thank you guys for listening.
1: <laughs> Zoe Mendelssohn. Wow. What a, what a delight. Get the book Pussypedia. I got a link for you in the show notes. It'll send you to an independent bookstore. Uh, where you can buy it a little bit more ethically than the Amazon. But hey, you can get it on Amazon too. If you know you got like a Bezos fetish, you know, you know, your kink is not my kink. And I guess that's okay. Uh, But I would love to know what you thought about this week's podcast. You can always shout us out on social media when you do that when you're sharing the podcast or a particular episode. Be sure to tag me and the guest. We love getting your feedback. And you can share your thoughts a little bit more fully. And honestly, the good, bad and the pleasurable in the champagne room in our episode discussion channel. Come introduce yourself today at manwhorepod.com discord. Maybe you want to speak to me more directly. Maybe you have comments. You got questions. You got criticisms. You can always shoot me an email with any and all of that to manhorpod at gmail.com. We are coming up close on 400 episodes, and and something I've never done is uh, unlike other podcasts, I've never like joined a network that was going to make any of my episodes exclusive. Uh, I've I've never put episodes behind the paywall after a certain period of time, right? You know, I keep this thing pretty free, pretty open, and that's only because of the support that I get from you, the listeners, on Patreon. My Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. There are other options. i got links in the show notes. Uh, but if you want to join the fan whore community, it really is a community. Uh, it's, pretty, it's actually kind of beautiful what's been you know coalescing around this podcast over the years. If you want to join us, if you want to receive a slew of great rewards, get access to over 200 bonus episodes, get access to The Peep Show, see behind-the-scenes bonus content Extra writings and musings I, I spout out from time to time, or you just want the satisfaction of knowing that you had a few dollars go Billy Precedas way as a thank you for uh, for nearly 400 episodes of a free podcast. You can do so. Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon P-A-T, R-E-O-N dot com slash Man Podcast. This is actually really exciting. So uh, she's been on the podcast before as as a Patreon bonus episode. And uh, we will be having her on the podcast uh, later this year. But a dear friend of mine, porn star, Sonia Harcourt, oh gosh, finally, ah, we shot a scene together. Not only did I get to hang out with my friend and her husband and drink some whiskey, but I also got to like... <laughs> Get a blowjob for my friend that I then will sell for money on OnlyFans, and you can give me that money and watch me get a wonderful, nice, long, juicy blowjob from my dear friend Sonia Harcourt at OnlyFans.com/slash. Call me Billy. Might even be some OnlyFans uh, content getting shot at this uh, at that birthday gangbang. So stay tuned for more of that get vaccinated because hey the cool sex parties they're checking vaccinations at the door you want to go to sex parties again get your goddamn shot i understand if you were skeptical i understand if back in you know march april may come on it is august and i still don't have autism allegedly so get get your shot and then we can all go back to staying slutty